Hi, my name is Chloe Beck, and I have been creatively constipated. Creatively constipated. That is when a creative person has a blockage. You know, some of you all might call it writer's block, or some of you might call it uh, mental health, whatever you want to call it. But for me, I think there is no other way than to say your girl has been constipated. And while I'm not sitting on the toilet currently, metaphorically speaking, I am finally finding comfort in the bowels of my creativity today. Now, I can't just drop a whole shit statement like that without going back as to why I have been suffering from creative constipation. And some of you know, I alluded to it in that first little teaser. For me, my creative constipation started at the end of my previous project entitled Overqualified and Drunk. Uh, For those of you who did not get a chance to be a part of that 20 episode mini series of The Struggle, it was a cool podcast with myself and then friend two lesbian women in New York City who sat down on every other Sunday and talked about dating and spirituality and and what love meant as two queer black women just trying to find love in the city that never sleeps. And ironically enough, while I'm sitting here watching this city in a coma, I'm still not quite over that project. Um, That project was so important to me and it meant so much to me for so many reasons. And I think I really won't be able to move on and really, really, really find relief until I address it live. So I will. Um, and, And I say that because history repeats itself and I refuse to ever have that particular history repeat ever again in my life. And for the years that I haven't done another project, I assume the way to avoid that kind of hurt would be to just not create. But man, has it hurt me not to create. It's hurt me with every false start. It's hurt me with every teaser. It's hurt me with every time a previous listener said, where are you? We miss your voice. We want you. Just pick up. Just pick up. Just pick up. And I couldn't pick up. Right. Like I couldn't pick up because for those of you who got to listen, it was just a show. Right. Like, you know, one season ends, another one begins or if one show ends. You find another. But for me, it was my life. It was my friendship. It was what I thought was my ticket to the life I always knew was for me. It was for me to be Lena Waithe. It was for me to be Issa Rae. It was for me to be Whoopi Goldberg. It was for me to be everything but being comfortable as Chloe. We're going to pin that for later. But that podcast was the first time where people who didn't have to appreciate me, didn't have to like what I was saying, didn't have to be that friend who always supports what you do. That project allowed me to know that if strangers can tune in and buy in and be present in the work and in the story and in the the struggle of my then dating life that I did have a voice 
that I was someone who could share and touch and make laugh. And, and when it all came crashing down and like, not only did I lose someone who I thought was one of my best friends, I lost my window into that dream and it broke me. I've had a lot of mourning in my life. There's a lot of people who've left me. There's a lot of narratives that are no longer that I still grapple with. But losing that podcast and losing that project and losing that friend felt still feels almost unfixable. Like nothing will ever make that okay. But today, as you listen, what I'm learning is that it's okay that I'm not okay about what was. It's okay that what I thought was the perfect series or the perfect concept is no longer an option. It doesn't mean that I can't create another. Just like I, Chloe Beck, created that vision, came up with most of that content, produced it, put it out, carried it. I can carry anything I put my mind to. And this time, I don't have to carry anybody else with me. I get to choose who comes on. I get to choose who speaks. I get to choose the time, the topic. I get to drive. So I'm going to eulogize overqualified and drunk for the last fucking time. For the last fucking time. For the last fucking time. I'm going to say what I need to say. And I'm going to let it go. You guys ready? Yeah, bitch, we ready. Okay. Two black educated. Mm, Save that for later. Two black educated educated women both happen to be queer both happen to be living in New York City at a specific time in life found each other found friendship found connection found a community they went on dates not with each other contrary to popular belief they went to church They got drunk (laughs) and they just talked. They talked about all the things that come along with being an educated 30 something trying to find a perfect fit. It showed them, it showed their insecurities, it showed their blind spots, but most importantly, it showed their friendship. It was, it was Molly and Issa before Molly and Issa. It was honest, it was cute, it was uncut, it was raw, it was good. (laughs) It was so good. You hear me? It is so good that new people in my life, I let listen to it. And they, I fall in love with that project all over again because I get to listen to it. Now removed and not full of the hurt of it, I get to listen to it as a, a consumer of content. And it was fucking good. 
But what that project didn't have. Was boundaries. It didn't have a shared vision. It didn't have trust. It didn't have stability. That project brought out the worst. They brought out the worst of two of the best people I've ever had the privilege of knowing. One of which happens to be me. And one of which happens to be my co-host. We weren't aligned. We weren't aligned in our vision. We weren't aligned with the time, the commitment. We were selfish. I was selfish because I'm like, I saw it. I saw the end. I saw the greatness. I saw if we would have just kept going, how great it would be today. I saw it. My co-host, co-host, what is with me? My co-host saw this as one of, not the end all be all, but just one of the many things that she could write down and her list of things that she had accomplished. It wasn't her dream. It was fun until it wasn't for her. And I cared more about the project than our friendship. And I suspect she cared more about the friendship than our project. And if that's not discourse, I don't know what is. And while I still struggle with with segments and the, 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 the flow of what this new project will look like, I will always bring to the mic the heart of that previous work. Because that previous work showed me that I can do anything. That doors will open for me. As soon as I remember, I have the key that my voice, this voice, this storyteller, this EGOT in training, EGOT, for those of you who are not with it, Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony, winner. I have everything I need. And I'm smiling like I'm smiling like I've never smiled before, because even if this shit fails, My queen B just spoke today to the class of 2020 and she summed it up so beautifully. She said, you know what? I won 24 Grammys, but I lost 46. There will be wins. There will be losses. And she told me to bring my queer, authentic, awkward self to the mic and just be. So here I am. And I will always carry that project with me as a lesson and a blessing. And I hope that forever in a day, overqualified and drunk will rest in peace. And you all get to know me, Chloe, in quotes, Zora, Beck. And you will join me on this journey of what it means to be insecure. And while I don't expect this to be just for queer Alphabet Mafia, LGBTQIAA+, and the like. I want this to be for everybody because I'm for everybody. I'm a woman. I'm black. I'm educated. I'm ratchet. I'm funny. I'm fragile. I'm fierce. I'm lonely. And most importantly, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite qualities about me I'm insecure as fuck. You hear me? 
I am so insecure. I'm so insecure. Like I, I mean, if you were to reimagine the dictionary and you, you scrolled over, or I mean, it's who uses a dictionary. You Google that shit and you look up insecure. I want you to see this black face. I am insecure and I'm going to work through that shit on this podcast and I'm going to own that shit and I'm going to invite you to tell me about your insecure shit. And while we're discussing all the things that make us insecure, we are going to grow. We are going to heal. We are going to laugh. We're going to be mad. But we're not going to hide. There's no more hiding. 2020 has shown me that, bitch, you can hide all you want to, but the shit will be at your door, in your dreams, in your subconscious, in your actions, in the way you eat, in the way you sleep, in the way you fuck. Your insecurities will be there even if you aren't. So you want to know who my co-host is today? You guessed it. My insecurity is the co-host of this podcast. I don't have all the particulars figured out. I have a few ideas. I'm going to test some shit out. I'm going to need y'all to ride with me. I'm going to need y'all to shout me out and say, hey, bitch, keep that, lose that. I'm going to build it. You know, because one of the one of the main reasons why I did overqualified and drunk, even though that bitch is resting in peace, R.I.P. Is because I did not see myself in any of the content. Nothing looked like me. Nothing thought like me. Nothing embodied me. And that's when I remember, why would I be looking outward to find what's in? So, thank you for coming to my pre-TED talk. Thank you for clicking, liking, subscribing, doing all the things that you do to get a bitch to where she needs to be. And thank you for taking a chance on good old insecure ass, insecure ass, questionably me. I keep saying stay tuned, but at this point, I'm pretty sure you're tuned in. So I'll see y'all later or whatever. Black lives matter.